0: As the world continues to change, some big changes in the city of Thunder Bay yesterday with a lot of our city facilities closed down and a lot of big changes for how we operate the city. And so I thought it would be only appropriate to have Mayor Bill Morrow in this morning to talk about yesterday's big announcement and all the things that are going on. Good morning, sir. Good morning, John. Thanks for uh, taking the time to do this. I know that you guys are are probably a little bit on the busy side. Uh, You've got a lot going on. Uh, we were talking off the air about how uh, this has been a, a struggle, and, a, and it's these are big decisions to make yeah. uh, between you and your team and administration. Uh, let's run down quickly, the, again, to remind people that it's, it's a lot of the city-run facilities that are closed, the complex, the rinks, the uh, community centers, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, where are we going from here?
1: Well, I think uh, that list will continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we were off air, we were talking a little bit about transit and how that might seem counterintuitive to people that right. we're still offering that. It's close quarters. You have large numbers of people when it's a busy bus. But at the same time, that's a service that people absolutely, a number of people rely on if they need to get to a medical appointment, if they need it to get to work. So. We struggle with some of those decisions and understand there's consequences when we're closing some of these particular things. But that one is still open as an example. But I think you're going to hear from us today that daycare centers will be closing in very short order. It's one that I've been asking about for some time and a lot of private ones are already closing private ones are closing two city-run daycares that operate in public schools were closed as a result of the decision by the ontario government to close the schools we had two still operating but we've been talking about that um i think you're going to hear from us today that those will will close in short order as well
0: we're already talking (coughs) about hundreds of people that this affects um that aren't going to get paychecks Mm mm-hmm um, that has got to be uh, an excruciating decision to make.
1: So, yeah, you, you raise a great point. So it takes us back to just what we were discussing initially. Not only are the services that we provide uh, as a municipality that people rely on important to a number of people, but there's consequences when you close them, not only for those that rely on the services, but those that provide the services and the ability to, to receive a paycheck. We, we don't have clear answers at this moment john and how that is all going to roll out we're certainly talking about it it's being considered uh... but there's nothing definitive that i can answer you i, th- I think a number of people depending on what category of employment they are in with the city right um, it will will have some impact on how this rolls out for them uh, we've heard from senior levels of government that in Unemployment insurance rules or employment insurance rules, I think, are going to be modified. You, you may see an ability for more people to be able to access employment insurance maybe earlier. Right. Or they may change the conditions around that. So that may help us right. uh, alleviate some of that pressure that, that falls on to people who are no longer getting a paycheck, if, if that's the result. Um, we've never yeah. seen anything like this ever yeah. uh, in our lifetime.
0: And so when I think about the uh, pressures that are on you and the rest of administration to make these decisions, um, it's so different and it's so diff- difficult to navigate. We have the ability here, uh, our radio station is closed to the public. We're going to stay on the air. We're going to keep doing what we do. Uh, but we've closed down to the public because we, th- we have the ability to be able to work from home in a lot of cases. A lot of your staff, The thousands that are employed by the city of Thunder Bay don't have that option. What kind of things, what kind of discussions are you having with administration to look after those people to make sure that infrastructure is still happening, to make sure roads are still getting fixed, to make sure that the water plant is still operating? These are got to be some big decisions and big discussions
1: going on. For sure. Um, There are some services that are just fundamental we when you think of sewer and water as perhaps being well sewer water for sure being perhaps the best example and the sewer treatment plant where you pretty much don't have a choice but to do what you can to ensure those services continue to operate and so you put in place as best you're able protocols that will you know, enhance the safety and the security of the people who are still fundamental to the operations of the city of Thunder Bay. We have had, uh, for some time, enhanced protocols, cleaning protocols in place. We're all hearing now about uh, social distancing right. and what we can all do individually. We're hearing about that from medical professionals. That informs the communication that the city of Thunder Bay puts out to our employees to to ensure as best we can that they're aware of. Uh, those enhanced protocols. So there's things that we can do, but there are services that we're going to have to continue to provide. Um,
0: <clears throat> if I, I can, John, I, in,
1: in case we run out of time, sure. I did want to say something. One of the questions I'm continuing to receive from people is, you know, some sense that maybe we need to do more. They're they're asking me close close a bar, close a restaurant, mm-hmm. and and I think it created a bit more confusion for people when they heard yesterday that the city of Toronto has done that, and they think some people, that the mayor of the city has that authority to do that. I don't. And the decision in Toronto yesterday was a decision that was made by the local medical officer of health not the chief medical officer of health for the province but the local medical officer of health and and they have that authority under provincial legislation i think it's the health protection and promotion act or similar provincial legislation gives the authority to the local medical officer of health so that's how it happened in Toronto yesterday i don't have that ability on the private side which mm-hmm sort of leads us into another area here of great concern is the local economy and and what our decisions are going to make or have as consequence for for businesses and any decisions that the local medical officer of health will make and and they will be cognizant of those impacts and that's why people are struggling greatly you know with your decisions around closing and shuttering things and at the same time understanding that it's with an abundance of caution that we need to err on the side of caution and, and make sure people are safe from a health perspective
0: there's a lot of there's a lot of restaurants in town doing it already on exactly their, on their yep. own yeah um and in the <clears throat> states i think where where things started to really come into perspective for me was when a city like new york city shuts down every bar and restaurant Yep. imagine yeah. the the impact that it has on yep. that local economy and yep. so this has got to be
1: something you have to think about it is and w- And we're talking about that already. So again, a decision that's not within our purview or my authority, uh, but if it does occur, we're already tracking cost implications Mm -hmm. of decisions we're making. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I would imagine other sectors will be. There has been some money offered up by the federal government already on a national basis that will flow likely through to provinces for public health issues. Uh, But at the same time, there may be a situation where the federal government and i don't know this will at some point come forward with some sort of packages to try and support the economy, We've what well, we've seen, what the bank rates are doing. But I mean more specifically around for individuals. supporting for individuals, for businesses, what they may or may not do. I don't know. That question was asked about us uh, in the city yesterday in terms of what we may do in that context to alleviate some of that financial burden. We, we have not had an in-depth conversation about that to this point. I don't know where that will go. But it's fluid. It's like so much else in this circumstance. There is no book mm, no. for this. And, and this is the part that, mm. you know, if you would have asked me
0: two weeks ago uh, what I thought about this whole thing and how it's un, unfolding, I thought that we were pretty, yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah. Because, it. you know, we've seen this before, SARS and, and, and other things. Yeah. But <clears throat> last week, and I was away last week and and watched this all happen from afar, going, the, the mm. world completely changed in a week. And we don't yeah. know what yeah. next week is going to be like. Exactly.
1: So when, when we had our press conference on Friday and and we announced you know that we were pretty much going to continue to provide services in a similar manner uh that we had been up until that point we announced that on friday but i said at the same time that this could change in an hour or in a day and over 72 hours as you've just described through the weekend i'm paying attention to you know other media sources we're watching what other organizations are doing i reached out to patty Haidu sunday morning had a conversation with her we're seeing the numbers which some may see as arbitrary, but they're changing dramatically where multiplying. Five days ago it was don't gather in groups more than two fifty. Well then on the weekend we saw the C D C out of Atlanta in the United States recommend fifty. And then we heard Trump yesterday say ten. Yeah. Point being that informs me in the decisions that I try and put in place. When you go down to fifty now, what does that mean for the Canada Games Complex? Right. When Confederation College and Lakehead University close their classes, will people affected by that be looking for some outlet, a place to go exercise, something to do? What does though, or what does that do to our facilities if we maintain them? So this evolving, fluid, continually changing, rapidly situation impacts on your decisions, and so you just need to be nimble. Uh, and that's why we're in the position today that we are. In my opinion, over 72 hours, as you've said, things did change dramatically. And so we were prepared and, and we made our move yesterday. You made the
0: decision, uh, mm-hmm. your group uh, team made the decision yesterday not to have a council meeting going forward. Yep. There are some important things. But when you really look at it in the grand scheme of things, there's some things that are not as important as this right now. So what are your plans with city council going forward?
1: So we we talked talked about this yesterday um i'll be going in we're, we're going to meet this morning three of us uh with social distancing no, that's, that's uh, good. yeah just to make sure it's it's important and but i asked the city clerk yesterday before we went out for our media session to start preparing for for me so that i know what there may be that was on agendas out next week two weeks three weeks that has to be dealt with, uh, that can't wait. If there are any of those items, we're going to have to find some way to have them dealt with, if it's a signing authority. Uh, But otherwise, we're going to, you know, the instinct right now would probably be that we're not going to be meeting this Monday. I, I can't say that for sure. We haven't made that decision. That will be informed by what I learned in an hour or two from, from the city clerk. There's a lot of ways to do it remotely and a lot of ways to do it online, but there is a legislative
0: process to have people in the room. There right?
1: absolutely is, and, and that legislation actually that, that changed to some degree was when I was the Minister of Municipal Affairs actually, <laughs> and we made some change on electronic participation in council meetings. But still to this point, John, you are not you can participate in a council meeting electronically now uh as bill 68 uh allowed but you don't count for quorum and you cannot vote ah. and so for us as a council to do that electronically yes not, but you can't make decisions there's no value to it there is no decision making authority however if uh if we can still get seven together others could still be a part of it they could have their input we've already i asked that question of the clerk late last week or or yesterday morning yeah, it was actually last week. And so we're looking into setting up so if there are councillors, if we do meet, who are uncomfortable meeting, that we can still find a capacity to allow them to participate electronically, even though they won't be able to vote and they won't count for quorum. We'll still need to have seven in the room. Um, let's talk
0: for a second as uh, Bill and John, who are neighbours sort of in Northwood and not you being the mayor. How do you feel about the optics of what the city is doing now and how you're handling it now? Are you concerned or have you been concerned that we've either been jumping the gun on this or yeah. fallen behind? What, you personally, the a citizen, not the mayor, what do you think people are thinking about what the city's yeah, doing to handle I, I, this? I,
1: I would try and explain it to you this way. So as you know, yesterday there, to be fair, there was not unanimity on the approach. We, sure. we had some difficult discussions and decisions to make fundamentally what I said is, look, we, this is like when you go sit with your investment, uh, you know, man or woman. And I said, we don't want to be seen to be trying to time the stock market here. Right. So there may be reasons that you can articulate to me that we should stay open with some things, but don't try and time this perfectly that we just make the move. Maybe when it's one hour or one day too late an abundance of caution if we err on the side of caution if we close too soon and some may feel we have fair game some may feel we've already closed too late i mean there is no perfect time uh but i think that we have done a good job to this point i think we've made prudent decisions understanding the importance of some of these services to people and the other impacts that are consequential with them and so yeah don't try and make it perfect as we were saying as well there are people in the community uh, there's an incubation period with this mm-hmm. virus you can be asymptomatic for a period of time uh, five so, six days like five uh, six eight days so yeah. we we need to i said we need to consider that because we don't have a confirmed case here yet does not mean there is a case it just hasn't been discovered yet right. so we just need to be proactive rather than reactive and and that's kind of where i've landed in terms of my position so uh, let mm-hmm. me ask you
0: this then and i'm putting you on the spot with this um so why haven't we closed city hall and city offices
1: yet? Yeah, no, fair, fair question. We've been talking about that for three or four days. You've got a lot of people in close quarters in those buildings. Um, I think you would find, if you visited, you, you would find that the social distancing piece is accomplished in, okay. in, in most contexts. Good John. To know. I, I can't say that absolutely, but I, I think you'll find that that is being accommodated and accomplished relatively fast well uh but again we've been talking about closing city hall i raised it thursday last week or so but we will again that'll be another conversation that we'll probably have this morning as well as the future council pieces and and other and other parts uh, it, it's not here
0: yet uh we know that it's coming at some point it, it it has to it's just the way that it's expanding especially when i saw stats from minnesota uh... Yeah. from last night that there's forty some cases there already and there are people going across that border all the time and you just don't know yeah.
1: Um how comfortable are you with the city's preparedness when it does come well here, here let me one of the things that we haven't talked about yet and, and i should mention that has informed you know my decision making my my position as well i've been you know very concerned for several weeks actually about decisions that we make as a city or decisions that we don't make Mm -hmm. as a city that have the potential to be impactful on the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, If there is a surge in the number of cases that find their way here or any other city in this country or North America, we know that North American hospitals do not have the capacity to deal with the surge. So for me, that's always been sort of nagging me. We, Billy you have to be cognizant of of that part of the healthcare system and the decisions that we make or don't make potentially have consequence for them. So we needed to be proactive more more to it's another reason for being proactive. Right. But if people think we've done this too soon. But but to your point as well. Yes, we know that in the United States there's been criticism that they haven't been on this early enough and that our snowbirds are coming back yeah Uh, people who may have left early on a March break before the ground shifted, are there and will be coming back. And so what does that do to what happens in Thunder Bay? In fact, the federal government is advising snowbirds to come back now. Yep. So so what is that going to do? How does that shift the ground for us here in Thunder Bay? What does it mean for our hospital? What does it mean for our people and our population and our neighbors and our vulnerable populations, which is the first discussions I was having with Dr. DeMille when I first went to see her in January mm-hmm. about this was, Long-term care homes, the city operates one. So so there's so many moving parts, John, that we... Yeah. But how do you feel? Do you feel ready? Well, do I feel ready? Um, as a city in that context, in what it is that we have authority over, I feel like we've done... Pretty much everything we can do. There will be more decisions still to be made. Some big ones, too. Council decision, uh, you know, council meetings, city transit, the daycares will likely be announced to be closing today as well. There'll be, there'll be and City Hall, as you've raised, will make that decision. Uh, but the city, in, in writ large, right? So the hospital, the public health utilities, the education piece, neighbor to neighbor, right? I, I said this yesterday, and people are using this language all the time. We're all in this together. Yeah. Uh, it's the ultimate team game where decisions I make or don't make affect you. Uh, decisions you make or don't make affect me. So we all need to be cognizant of the impact that we have in terms of our behaviors, uh, what we're doing or not doing, and the ability to negatively have consequence for your neighbor, for a senior, a vulnerable population. And so we we are all in this together for sure and need to be doing as much as we can.
0: What's your message to the city employees that are on the edge of their seat right now?
1: Yeah, I I think that um, uh, we're on it. We're constantly in discussions. I'll be back there again when I leave here after a couple of stops. There will be more decisions that are being made. They have been already receiving communications from administration, John, in terms of what they can do. If you're sick, if you have symptoms, stay home. Mm -hmm. Don't come to work. They're receiving that kind of uh, administration and guidance already, but that situation, I would say, is continually uh, likely to evolve even further.
0: You've got a lot of work to do (laughs) still with this there there's a lot more to come because none of this is easy right like there are like we said earlier there is no manual for this um and yeah i you know i think that the timing of what you guys were do have done is good i do worry that i if it's a little late um, only because when i see fort francis and sudbury uh, that really did their best to do things but people from the outside coming in is where those where those virus where the virus came from you just don't know, like you said. There Actually, be coming- I don't think Sudbury has
1: made any of the decisions that we've made, and so this this is the interesting part. There are a number of municipalities that have not done what we've done. Not everybody has done this. But to this I don't point, think you
0: know? I, I don't know if necessarily though that these kinds of decisions are necessarily going to stop it, because they're right. like you said, there's just no
1: way of oh, telling if somebody brought it home, you wouldn't know. Well, certainly, but it's about containment, John, then that's right? It. Right. So, so you do. Nobody is saying that what we've done will stop it, right. as we've said. You could be. You could be. Be asymptomatic you wouldn't, I wouldn't and know. you and I are sitting across the table from each right. other and in a week from now you might be tested as positive right you were traveling so so we don't know these things I'm not suggesting for a second that anything that we have done can stop it right right i'm not saying that but certainly this is about containment most of the decisions that you make that once that virus is here or in place it's about what can we do to contain community spread language that people will be hearing on a regular basis is about flattening the curve right this goes back to surge in hospitals and the ability for the healthcare sector to deal with this over the next weeks and months so what can we do to contain that community spread so that we flatten that curve so that as these cases appear we don't get that peak that can overwhelm systems and really make things very difficult. And if we have the same number, but you spread them over a longer period of time, we're all able, perhaps, to manage this in a better way. I really feel, and I'm certainly no expert, and you and I are not healthcare
0: professionals right. by any stretch, Yeah, but it just feels to me like with everything shutting down as quickly as it has, uh, with no basketball, hockey, or baseball games coming, with no large crowds everywhere, this has got to slow it down. It's got to slow it down. Yeah.
1: And and it is probably, at the end of the day, the single best piece of advice that anybody can, can give you. You're hearing the same thing from the federal government, from the provincial government, from medical officers of health, from the chief medical officer of Canada, the chief right. medical officer of Ontario, local health officers. But
0: there are still people going away, which makes no sense to me. Well, And there's still people in, in large groups. And yeah. I, I get that there's things that we have to do, but... People, if Sunday Mass is canceled, Bill, then that's that's and telling And I've you
1: heard that. I heard yesterday from Jeff in the office that some... Tr- yeah, they're, they're some Catholic
0: churches are closed for the next two weekends. That's go. on purpose. And yes. there are other ways to communicate with people. I just think that this this halt in the world, because really it's not just us or them, it's everybody. Yes. It's gotta do something. It's yes.
1: gotta slow it down. It it will, and I think that's absolutely the goal. And and hopefully within you know a period of time here that's not too long we're going to start to see some change in terms of the numbers and and some positive advancement but i think at this point everybody is is doing the best that they can do and to your point about the travel i somebody reached out to me yesterday and they said well I have to travel. I need to fly for medical appointments. So there will still be instances, mm-hmm. in, and I heard this morning that WestJet has canceled for, I think...
0: International, yeah. Just international, not yeah. domestic? Well, there's, they've okay. certainly
1: reduced the number of flights everywhere. So, so we know how many people from Thunder Bay still need to communicate, or rather uh, travel to Toronto mm-hmm. for a particular health so th- this is the nature of it, right? Every decision that you make has some nuance to it where yes, but there, there may be exemptions to an absolute rule where there, there may be just absolutely reasons that you can't make it 100% of whatever that decision is make somebody traveling for a medical appointment being one of those.
0: We have to uh, wrap it up. You've got a busy day, and um, I really appreciate this. This is a this was a good chunk of your time to talk about these things because there's thousands of people that are listening right now that this that your decisions yesterday and your team's decisions over the last week will affect, uh, and it's good to know that you're thinking about them yeah.
1: uh, because they I think they need to hear that well thank you John I appreciate it uh, yeah everybody as we've said you know we're all in it together stay safe follow the prescriptions of your health care providers you know I'm not here providing any medical advice to anybody I, I know what I don't know I'm not right. a medical professional right. but but there are people out there that are and and pay close attention take care of your neighbors we're all in it together do what you can to support local businesses if it's ordering you know however we can do that we're we're told to stay home but we're concerned about them as well so it's a difficult time but we're gonna get through it we'll get on the other side of this and uh, it'll there will be sunnier days
0: mayor bill morrow thank you for your time and most importantly sir thank you for your
1: leadership this week we thank appreciate you it. thank you john i appreciate the time